Next time on a very spooky fine dining podcast, the season one finale, TGI Fridays the 13th. Oh, you betcha. Pineapple's gonna hit the fan as Michael's son Juicy, or in this episode, Juice Son Voorhees, <laughs> goes on a murderous rampage and no one is safe. It gets real spooky, it gets real bloody, and not everyone's gonna make it to the end of the episode. Who will live, who will die? Listen to Fine Dining, the search for the most mediocre restaurant in America, break down a trip to TGI Fridays based on the atmosphere, the service, and the food, and try not to be scared to death. Hear the thrilling finale of Fine Dining, Wednesday, October 25th, wherever you get your podcasts. My podcast, and if you don't like it, you can f off back to the news agents and then come back, please. We really need the downloads. I'm Harriet Langley Swindon, I'm still at the Edinburgh Fringe, and this is still Nonsensored. Hello, and welcome to Nonsensored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from my very real daily radio show into one easy to digest highlights package. I'm still talking to you from the Edinburgh Fringe where I'm performing my show, That's Politainment, 8pm, Pleasance Courtyard. Two for one deals very much no longer available. And I'm joined as ever by my producer, Martin, and what a show we have for you this week, eh, Martin? Yes, indeed, and it's a bit of a different show this week as we've decided to experiment a little with the format. <laughs> we've got just one guest for an extended in-depth interview the theoretical MP for Mid-Bedfordshire, Nadine Dorries. Experimenting with the format is a euphemism, by the way, for Martin spent too much time in the bars celebrating the five-star review his show Buffy Revamped got and forgot to book any other guests. Well, well, no, no that's, that's not fair. Buffy Revamped starts at 8.15 every evening and finishes at 9.30pm, which is the perfect time for... <coughs> A wee drama! <laughs> a wee, a wee. And also some beer, uh, wine, and I think at one point, uh, tequila? Disgusting, Martin. The Edinburgh Fringe is about showing off your work. It is not about alcohol. But email us at nonsensoredpodcast at gmail.com to let us know what you think of our new format. Also, speaking of work, we are putting on a live recording of this show that we get paid for, Martin. Wait, the, wait, wait, wait a minute, we get paid? Yes, at the London Podcast Festival on the 7th of September at 7pm. Tickets are available from kingsplace.co.uk and we would love to see you there. And you'll have the chance to ask us your important questions in person. And we can announce that our first guest will be... The leader of the opposition, Sir Keir Starmer. It's, it's actually quite convenient timing because 7pm uh, is right after the five-a-side match that Keir and I have on Thursdays. <laughs> Lovely stuff. Well, hopefully he'll be so tired from the football, he'll let his guard down and reveal himself to be a terrible Marxist. Wouldn't that be something, Martin, if it was our podcast that made Labour's poll rating collapse? I guess... Anyway, before we start our new in-depth interview format, we couldn't not ask Nadine Dorries about her most recent online spat with Chris Bryant. 
Let's take a listen. Hello, Nadine. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. I thought you would. Well, you know, we, we have to keep up with the news and once again, you're in it. So there's that, isn't there? Yes, you've all heard of Newswomen. I'm one. So, Nadine, now you've got in a bit of a spat with Chris Bryant this week. Uh, do, do you want to, to illuminate on that for our audience at all? OK, so before I start, what I will say is that some people are all about the drama and that is Chris Bryant's all over. You know what, we're here to do politics and he's just here for drama. So I guess he just found it very nice that maybe I commented on his little things that he's up to. But anyway, yes, Chris and I um, probably won't be sending each other Christmas cards this year. But basically, Harriet, let me explain to you. He is a man who works in Parliament. You'd think that would take up enough of his time, wouldn't you? But he's gone and written a little book. Well, Nadine, I mean, you write books, don't you? So you've written yes, lots of very writer. little books. The Angels of Lovely Lane, you should check it out. It's very nice. Everything works out in the end for me, Nadine, and the people in the book. The Angels. Yep, that's great. But, I mean, if we, we're giving Chris the benefit of the doubt here, I mean, he did mention, really, that you haven't seen your constituents for about six months you're not really doing much as an MP. But maybe it's because I've done such a good job as an MP that they're all fine. Ever thought of that? No, I bet you haven't. They're fine. That's true. Actually, I didn't, I didn't think of that. So you're saying that your constituents, they're all right on their own. They're having a fine old time. They don't need an MP. They're grown adults, Harriet. I think they can get on with things in, in my constituency. Of, in there. I think they're absolutely fine. And that's all thanks to me noting their MP. So do you think this is a sort of case of, of the nanny state insisting that MPs actually do something? Yes, well, I think Chris probably doesn't do a good enough job in his constituency. Of, uh, so maybe he should be there a little bit more and stop concentrating on books because being an MP is a proper job. You're, do you know what I found out recently, Harriet? What did she find out? Not Nadine? everyone can be... Well, I, I found out that not just anyone could be an MP. You actually have to be elected by the public. Well, yes, Nadine, you got elected, did, didn't you? You got elected by the public. Well, I've just found out that, yes, that is what happens. And that's why, that, that's why he owes them, maybe, a nice place to live. I've done that. Now I can just let them get on with it, and that's why I'm so beloved in my, by my constituents. Well, do you think you are enough? Because I, there was an article over the weekend yes. and it said, where's Nadine? And it was quite funny, actually, Nadine. They dressed you up as where's Wally. They had you on a little red and white hat and a red and white top. And the, the, the gist of the article what? was really that you're, you're nowhere to be found and your constituents are getting quite cross with you. Well, I'll tell you who wrote that article. What's the journalist's name? A little name called Chris Bryant. Hmm? No, no, I don't, I don't think so. everything you read, Harriet, unless it's in my book, The Plot's coming out soon. But now on to our long-form interview with Nadine Dorries, where we ask her just one question and see where it goes. I also have loads of follow-up questions, because otherwise it would be too short to monetize. Anyway... It's a fascinating chat and ends up with a really surprising resolution. Enjoy. 
Nadine, are you ready? Mm-hmm. What is your political philosophy? Um, always tell the truth, even if it's not strictly real. Uh, and just have a really good time all the time. And if anyone asks you a question, answer it immediately. Don't even think about it, just answer it. Right. The, the good, you could say there's a few contradictions in that statement there, uh, Nadine. You can say whatever you like, Harriet. It doesn't make it true. Just because something's true doesn't mean it's fact. No, I do respect that. It is, it is about the truth. And we on our podcast, we are about delivering the truth to the people. And you're trying to yeah. deliver your truth, I guess you could argue, couldn't you? Yes, ultimately, when I got into life as an MP, I didn't really know what it would be. I didn't know what I would have to do. I'd never even heard of being in Parliament. Um, and what I have since found out that what it means is be yourself and have a great time. And then everyone else will, and that's why my constituents are so happy with me. Well... Not according to this article, though. I mean, I don't want to go back to it, Nadine, but some of your constituents, they say to begin with, they say, oh, she was great, she she came round, she said she wanted to help us, and now they, they we, we don't hear from her, we don't know where she is. Where's Nadine, they say. Yes, because I'm very busy. Jesus Christ, this is like when my daughters say, could you help me with something, Mum? I say, no, I already raised you, go and do it yourself. That's a very good point. And, do you know um, how many constituents I've got? No, how many do you have? I don't actually know, but it must be at least 200. What am I supposed to do? Raise all of them? De- deal with it. Deal with your own issues. Get a job. Actually, do I've you know what? Several. You do raise a good point. I think this is the problem, isn't it? Now everyone's so wokey. They're all about, oh, and people mm. need help. Help the people. When actually, let the people just be people. Okay, let's not nanny them. Let's not, you know, give them things like benefits if they've lost their legs or whatever. Yes, maybe. Because honestly, there I've I saw right. I saw a thing. This was on Channel Five one time, mm-hmm. and it was a man who had no legs, and he walked around on his hands. And I went, "Well, there you are. Then everyone just do that." Yes, that's such a good point. That's such a good point. This is the thing, isn't it? I think everyone's going, "Oh, give disability benefits." You're going, "Well, sorry, but." In the secret garden, Colin walked again. And all he had to do yes. was be a bit happy and hang around in a garden. Do you know what, Harriet? We don't agree on everything, but I definitely agree with you on Colin and the secret garden. Yes. Maybe make your garden nice. Maybe make your garden nice and then your child would walk. And if you ever come to my constituency, which one day I will, you'll see probably nice gardens. Where are you? I'll go there again, maybe. I might have to drive through it. You don't know. Wait, sorry, Nadine, where is your constituency again? It's in the United Kingdom, which is a collection of countries. You've got England, that's the main one. Um, above that, that's Scotland, not fussed with that one. There's another one on the side that got to the World Cup. And I can't remember if either or, or the of the islands are part of it, but they are there too. Nadine, do you know what? I think you should do a travel show. <gasps> Oh, I would love that, actually. I'm going to pitch it. I'm going to pitch it to all the channels, even the woke ones. Maybe it could be a sort of odd couple one and you could do with Chris Bryant. Oh, right, Harriet. I think we're trying to get a nice soundbite out of me here. I know how this works. I've been an MP for uh, several years, so I know how this works. And you want me here to say, no, I would never do a travel show with Chris Bryant. 
that I would, actually. I would do one with him, only he probably wouldn't be interested because these days all he's interested in is telling everyone about his book. And he's using my name to sell books. Well, you're his ticket to fame, I guess. Yes, yeah, Santa's ticket around the world. I bet he'd jump at the chance to do a travel show. Because you know what? Some MPs just don't take the job seriously and all they want to do is other jobs. Well, yes, but Nadine, that's what you do. No, it's not, because I'm in the Conservative Party. He is meant to be a proper MP. That is a really good point. That is a really good point. Let's talk about some of your other jobs. Oh, great. How is your show? I don't really hear about it. No, you probably didn't because you're probably... There are none who's blind as those who can't listen. They say that, don't they? So you probably just weren't listening, Harriet. My TV show on uh, one of the fifth most watched news channels in the UK, Talk TV, is actually doing really, really well. It's great. Everyone who watches loves it. I get literally a letter every so often from people saying, I love this, thank you. It's always been the same man as well. Do you? Yes. Do you feel that it's a bit ignored? Because I I never read anything about it or see anything about it. No, it's not ignored. It's watched by literally a bunch of people, right? I've heard that sometimes there are up to 300 people watching. That's more people than I've got as constituents in London. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, brilliant. What, what's next? What do you, where do you see your career going, Nadine? Prime Minister? Oh, that's the limit, baby. Or, or um, uh, Balls. Well, do you know what? They're both valid ways of earning a living, being mm. Balls, be a Prime Minister. Some people think they can do both. Maybe I'm one of them. I could do that, couldn't I? I could be Prime Minister. What do you think? Oh, um, I, yes, I, I, I guess it would be quite interesting, wouldn't it? I think... Right, so let's say, for argument's sake, that you went on to be Prime Minister. Mm. Can you talk us through how that would happen? OK, OK, it's, really, it's actually very simple. So, first step is be an MP. And check, done that, I am one. Um, I, sometimes I think, am I? And then I realise I am. Step two, I'd have to unresign. That's easy, done it. Done that, welcome. Then I'd have to become leader of the Conservative Party. Well, that can't be that less difficult, can it? Rishi Sunak's done it and he didn't even win a competition. And then, bingo, you're Prime Minister because people will keep voting for us. Do you think people will? Because at the moment you're not doing very well in the polls. I don't bother with all that. I, I'll just be Prime Minister soon and then go and do something else. Well, actually, I suppose that's true, isn't it? I mean, we've just, we've shown with Liz Truss that it can really be sort of like a little a little hobby, just a short little few weeks. She had, honestly, she, you say what you like about her, she had a great time. She had a really nice time. She was happy to be there. And she came away from it with some fantastic memories. Oh, that's good, isn't it? Well, and also what's wonderful is she's been using her expertise as being Prime Minister to give people advice about the economy, Mm. which is really good. Yes, and, well, if she should know anything about a failing economy, it's Liz Truss. Yes, that's so true. And it's interesting, though, so, Nadine, what do you think, if you were going to be on a panel for for people, Mm. for experts, I mean, what, what is your expertise in? What would you be, what would anyone employ you for? Um, I'm a lit- I'm literary a writer. That's what it means. I am a writer, and they and that means I know about all aspects of the arts. And um, arts, in, art, you probably think art is just painting. It isn't. It can also include writing, talking, um, you know, 
that as they are in, they do art and, and even music. So I could talk about that. I know about all of that. Well, that's really good. So um, talk us through what, what is the book you're working on at the moment? Are you working on a book at the moment? Yes, it's called The Plots. I think you have heard a little bit about it. And yes, I've I have. done a first draft, which, uh, aka final draft. And now it's just being um, checked for any spelling errors. Apparently there are a few. That's all right. Let AI deal with that. And um, there are other things they need to put in. Like I was, do you know what they said to me? My publishers, oh, they're, they're, they've taken a hard line with me. They said, Nadine, usually a book would have chapters. All right, well, put some in then. That's the thing that these publishers now, don't they? They sort of expect you to do everything. It's awful. Yeah, and, uh, and so I went, well, look, I'll take the weight off you a little bit. I'll put some of my own in. And do you know how I do it, Harriet? This is a good tip for all inspiring writers. Um, if you're out there and you want to maybe write a book of your own, it's not that difficult. I've done loads of them. And here's what you do. Right, talk what you want to say, and every time you have to take a big breath in like this, <gasps> then you press enter key twice, and then you have the thing. Oh, it's, it's called a, um, uh, a pan, pan giraffe. A what? It's, a... It's, a, it's just a publishing term. Pan giraffe, it just means that you start a new bit, and maybe you're thinking about something new, but a little bit um, that's like the last bit. Wait, so do you mean, one. do you mean, a, do you mean a, do you mean a paragraph? Harriet, if I wanted advice from you, it would be on interviewing me. And I wouldn't ask about that because I know about that. I'm me. Right. Okay. Well, um, great. And giraffe. It's easy to remember. Think of it. A pan, that's something you cook in if you don't have someone doing that for you. Yes. And um, I remember that from my childhood. And uh, a giraffe is an animal from mythology. It's got a very long neck. Is that the origin of the word paragraph? Yes, pan-giraffe. Wow. Who knew that you knew you'll these things? You'll get there, you'll get there. You'll get there in the end. Lani D, for those who haven't listened to this podcast before and haven't heard you speak about your book, The Plot, can you remind them what The Plot is about? Yes, it is about the saddest story and also greatest story ever told. No, I'm not talking about the death of his lordship, Jesus Christ, but similar, Boris Johnson was the greatest prime minister this country has ever had and he was forced out by jealous little snake emojis who couldn't stand to see a working-class man win. And that's what the book is about. It's funny because you do often talk about how they've discriminated against you as a working-class woman and about it's yes, all sort of a posh have. boys club. But mm. Boris Johnson is arguably a posh, posh boy, isn't he? He's had to be, Harriet, because you have to play the game in this game. What can we expect in this book? Is there intrigue? Is there any romance? Well, maybe the romance between Boris and Carrie. No, I would not be writing about that. I would not um, say it because um, it would be it would be an enraging of their um, private primacy. So I don't, anyway, there isn't any, and she'll never be me. Do you think Carrie is jealous of you? Is this something you explore in your oh, book? Harriet. Yes, I collude to it. So there's things like. Me and Boris will be having a meeting talking about deep political strategy. Guess who knocks on the door going, um, Boris, you nearly finished. It's the middle of the night and I haven't heard from you in three days. It would be her. Wow. And I'd say, we're busy actually, darling. We're busy doing something a little bit more important than being the Prime Minister's wife. Um, I just wanted to let you know, Nadine, I don't know if you know this, but I'm also working on a book. What? 
It's called Any, Any Holes a Goal. You didn't even know what a pan-giraffe is. What's, what is it called? Any Holes a Goal. It's about <sighs> Donald Trump's and his success on the golfing field. And it has all the elements of a very popular book. And I think it's going to be a bestseller. Can I say something here? Yes. It's painful sometimes to admit the truth, but I'm going to admit the truth. I'm ready. That's brilliant, Harriet. Nadine, thank you so much. That means a lot. That's I so know brilliant. our relationship has slightly gone down a different route of late, but that means a lot coming from you. It and can I do be a admire. bit fraud, can't it? Yes, it can, but I really admire I really admire what you're doing, actually. And and that's what I think of you when I when I write this book. I mean, I'm not writing it. We, we're getting listeners right. to, to submit um, paragraphs or par- paragraphs um, into so us. That's so good. That, that means... What, I've never even thought of that. I've been doing it all myself, just typing with one lonely finger all night, getting those pangiraffs out. And you've been, meanwhile, getting your listeners to do it. Yes. I can't yeah. believe this. Yes, I do you know. think I can get my constituents to write my next book? Nadine, I think they'd be fine with it. I mean, look at some of the ones that were talking in this Wokey article at the weekend and saying, oh, blah, blah, yeah. blah, we don't hear from Nadine anymore. Well, I think that yes. they're probably just feeling left out because you're writing the plot and they're not involved. So maybe if you got in touch with them and you said, yes. look, I'm not going to help with your plumbing or whatever it is that MPs do, but you can contribute to my book. Yes, that's such a good idea. Um, as an MP, you're meant to hold a surgery, and I don't do that because, um, you know, I, sorry, sorry to be woke, but I don't agree with cutting people open just because they've come to your office. Yeah, I could quite... hold on, couldn't I? Get them to get them to write a few pandrafts of the plot for me. I think that would be absolutely the way forward. I'm going to do it, Harriet. You've you've perspired me. Thank you, Nadine. You are welcome. You're welcome. I think you mean inspired, I, though. Uh, I don't think we can just go around making up words, Harriet. Okay, so, Nadine. Although Shakespeare did. What a fact. Okay, go on. Yeah, Shakespeare, that's the thing. Everyone goes on about Shakespeare. And I go and see his shows. And look, I'm very cultured. But sometimes, between you and me, I'm yes. like, well, I don't understand what's going on. And it's because he just made up words. I did. I went to see King Lear. And the king didn't even do much nearing, and I know a bit about that. And I sat there, and I made sure everyone was aware that it was boring. I shouted out, it's boring. And I said, most of these words, he just made them up. And also, you could say, if someone told you off for jeering in a Shakespeare, you could say, I was culture secretary. Yeah. I know about culture. You're lucky, so I'm here. This is, this, I said, this is all from 500 years ago. How about put the telly on, put Channel 5 on, watch something new? I mean, when are they going to want to make one of your books and, and put that on stage instead of putting, once again, Hamlet. Boring. Hamlet, 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 Hamlet. Let's have some Nadine yes. books on stage. Angels of Lovely Lane, the musical. Sign me up. Andrew Webber's and Laws. That's annoying, isn't it? That, that's something that I'm discriminated against, being yes. a working-class woman. I don't even get to be a lord. Andrew Webber does, and all he... Remember the beautiful game? He wrote a book about... He wrote a, a musical about football. They made that. What's wrong with Angel's Lovely Lane? Make that. Andrew Webber, you can do the songs. And actually, I think then he could really atone for the fact that he's become a lord and he took his position as a lord while you weren't allowed to. Stolen from me. Yes. yes exactly. Ah. <sighs> This is Jim, by the way. Me too. Enjoy. Oh, Harriet, this is so great. We're getting on like a house that's 
burning with the occupants inside or dying and screaming. Oh, it is it's like old times, isn't it? I can hear their it's screams it. now. It's just wonderful. They're saying, please help. And we're going, excuse me, we're trying to have a chat. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, there are more important things than you all dying in flames. <laughs> Deal with it yourself. What am I, your MP? Uh, this isn't a nanny state. We're not going sorry. to pour water on you. <laughs> so, Nadine, you obviously were going to be a lord, but it cruelly got taken away from you. You got blocked from Boris Johnson's list. But... You haven't given up, have you? No, I have not. You saw, didn't you? I asked to be on Nez Lez Charles's list. Mm-hmm. And she cruelly didn't allow it, even though I yeah. supported her right up until she became unpopular. And after that, who knows? Because guess what? I could just be Prime Minister. We've already talked about that. I can make myself Prime Minister and then resign and put myself on the Lord's list. Then I'll be a Lord. So this is the end game, is being a Lord. Because being a lord is it's for life, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, you're always a lord. Yeah, but it's the best thing. It's the best thing to be. There's all those good lords in history, aren't there? Yes. Lord Lucan, everyone remembers his name. And little Lord Fontroy. Yes. And he gets to be a lord, and I don't even know what he did. He just is a lord. I want to be known as just a lord. Well, okay, talking of that, if your wish comes true and you get to become a lord... You're, you yes. said at the beginning of this interview that your philosophy was always tell the truth, even if it's not real. How would that work? Yes. Being a lord. What, my philosophy? Yes. Would you be able to apply that philosophy being uh, a lord? Yeah, it'd be really easy because I've checked and you don't even have to turn up. Right. Yes. Yes, that's true. Actually, you do have a lot of lords lord. who, who don't turn up at all. And guess what? What? If an if a MP doesn't turn up either because I haven't. Really? Yeah, not for ages. What are all these MPs People complain, and doing? People still don't go and nothing happens. They do whatever they like, I think. Have you, checked, have you seen? The difference is, though, with the Lords, is if you don't turn up, you don't get mm. paid. Excuse me, what? Yeah, so you, you, you won't get paid if you don't turn up. Well, just... Right, can you just um, clarify for me what getting paid actually means? What's you won't get paid? any money, Nadine. What? I don't think that's true. How come all those lords are so rich? Andrew Webber's only turned up to vote once. Well, I, he, not, he's made that from all not his... Put benefits he, up. He's made up from all his music, Nadine, all his little songs and all his little shows about How cats and things. the idea of the struggling artist then? Hmm? If you make so much money being a, a music guy. Well, I mean, that's the thing. All these struggling artists, they just go to the Edinburgh Fringe. They don't go into the Lords. They go there to make a ton of money to add to their growing pile. Yes, they do. That's the thing. Maybe I'll get into that. Oh, you say it's not about the money. Well, why are you going to the Fringe then? Exactly. They do a show every day for an entire month. And this is what they might as well be doing when they're saying their little jokes into a microphone. They might as well get a spade and a big pile of cash and put it in a wheelbarrow and take it back to their accommodation. Yeah, they're all millionaires. I'm up here at the moment, um, Nadine, I don't know if you're near, doing a show. And I walk down the streets and everywhere I look, there are just wokey comics dripping with gold. Dripping. Uh, with gold. Just stumbling around in the street, picking up a bag of gold ingots that they've dropped all over the place. Yes. And I point at them and I scream, yeah, that hypocrite, funny. hypocrite, hypocrite. Good for you. You're up there, but you're not like the rest of them. No, it? I'm not. I'm very different. I'm making a stand against the woke left. I'm the only right-wing voice here. 
if only, if only there were more right-wing comedians in this country. I know, there's just not many, there's just not enough. Someone should open a right-wing comedy club, surely. <sighs> what a great idea. Imagine how funny it would be. What would, what do you think, what would you, what would we call it? If we had a right-wing comedy club, I... Conserve a laugh. That is brilliant. No, I think that's great. Conserve a laugh. We could set it up in East London where all the wokies dwell, just to really sort of yeah, stick it to that. the wokes. Yes, they would. They would. They, they'd hate it. I, I bet they, they wouldn't even go. Stop. Maybe we could perform it to no know. one at all. Apart <gasps> from maybe so a funny. few Nazis. Yeah, the, yeah. So basically what would happen is you'd open up a Serbian comedy club in East London. None of the Wokies would even go, right? And then do you know what they'd do? Do you know what they'd do? They'd be so angry they'd just get on with their lives. Oh, stop it. That's what they're like. Oh, stop they'd get it. on with their lives while... While the real comedy is happening in in an empty space. Well, they're going to miss all the laughs. Ha ha ha! Yeah. I hope you happy, oh, little no. wokies. All the woke comedians at the Edinburgh Festival. I know what goes on there. People go along and see these woke comedians, and they just sit there, and they only go they go along just to laugh at them, basically. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. I went to a, some woke comedy the other day, and people were all laughing, and I thought, you idiots. They're all laughing at you. They've just gone on to laugh at you. Well, Nadine, I'm really excited because I feel, along with all your many accolades, as a writer, as a lord-in-waiting, as a fearsome MP who does so much for her community that she doesn't need to do anything, on top of that... Exactly. We're going to set up a comedy club. The first right-wing comedy club in the world. Oh, and I think the logo... I think the logo should be a sad face that's crying. Yes, that'll sh- that'll the show the snowflakes. Like don't yes. they? Yeah, exactly. I think <laughs> you should have an emoji with gaffer tape over their mouth. <gasps> yeah, that's so good. Yeah, yes, because they're silenced apart from in, at Conservalaf where they can say whatever they like to absolutely no one. Conservalaf where everyone's welcome, even if you're a comic who once was funny and has now gone down a very bizarre route persecuting a certain portion of people. Come along. Yes, you don't even need to do jokes. Go on there, just talk about your grievances and then maybe talk about um, doing a big, big, great big giant feces. Oh, yes, we don't get enough of that. So, Nadine, there's an election coming up. If you don't end up standing as an MP again and you don't get into the House of Lords, what will you do? Oh, well, it really gives me a chance to um, uh, send my invoices to Talk TV because I haven't invoiced for a single show yet. So, yeah, got all that waiting for me. Brilliant. Plenty to be getting on with, Harriet. Yeah. Well, Nadine, it really has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on the show. Thanks. I've had a brilliant time. I feel like, I don't know, Liz Truss after she'd done her 44 days as Prime Minister. Lovely. Well, that's it for this week. Like, subscribe, tell your friends, buy tickets to the live show on the 7th of September at kingsplace.co.uk. Unfollow the out-of-context nonsensor Twitter account who was very mean about last week's show and keep those questions coming to nonsensorpodcast at gmail.com. 
with thanks to Rosie Holt, Brendan Murphy, Suze Kempner and Ed Morrish. I'm Harriet Langley-Swindon and we'll be back next week with more non-sensor.